Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What are you doing for the holiday season? Do we even talk about this for your Christmas travels? Yeah, we're not going anywhere. It's no. too much money. Yeah. Nope. I mean, look, the only reason we're traveling is because like in June or July, I was like, let's do this. We had a Southwest credit and we had some yeah. points and we ended up paying $200 total for our flights. And I was like, yep, that that is that is why. But I haven't traveled. You know, I'm, I'm talking about this because we're, we're, we're getting back on our flight attendant. It's, it's, it's topical. We're talking about airplanes, guys. Oh, yeah. Baby. But, um, um, you know, I just haven't traveled during the holidays for like three years. And I'm just like, ah, fuck. It's just it'll be fine. It's just I forget. The busyness. I forget the, you know, and like everybody knows, luckily I just, uh, I had the COVID. So hopefully I got those yeah. antibodies swimming in my system or that X clear baby, you know, the xylitol spray. Yeah. I've heard, oh, can I go just get that at a drugstore? Yeah. You or can just order, order it from it? Amazon. Like, I mean, or I, I think that. I, mean, I want to put that up in my nose for these cocktail parties. Hell yeah, you at. should be. You get you know? four hours of protection is usually what you're getting, like per Sick. spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the truth is, with a lot of these new catering gigs, it's one hour prepping, so you're not with you're the not public at all. Yeah, and then the last hour is breaking down, so again, you're away from them. But it's that four hours in the middle where mm-hmm. I want that xylitol up my mm-hmm. fucking nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Sidework Podcast, Hi, everybody. guys. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Von Poplin. We I love it. We're just still like talking about COVID. <laughs> panicking about Christmas travel. Yeah, I, I do. Like, listen. I did just check, you know, I was like, what if? And it was like, oh, no, nope. It was going to be like 1600 a person to fly economy. Yikes. And we're like, oh, no. no. And we want to stay and work. What? And That's crazy. We've, well, it, it's it's out of control. So we, you know, we fly Delta and that's where I have points and I right. earn my points. Right. And it was just like, nope. I was even trying like off peak kind of holiday travel days and it was still like nope um so yeah i wasn't even looking for anything fancy honey you know i like an upgrade but this was just for economy and i was like okay we don't have that we just do not have that and everyone understands but my plan is i'm gonna approach this restaurant tomorrow called the raymond Mm. um and i'm sure they're gonna have staff who like doesn't want to work and i'm gonna be little miss put me in coach yeah. I will work. I will work your seated, reservation only 
fucking down payment on your Christmas dinner situation where you get auto like I, I will work Would Christmas love. day. Yeah. No problem. No problem. So that's just our attitude is to just make as much money because 2023 has sucked such a big dick. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's just I feel like I still have the mentality of like, oh, yeah, I work Thanksgiving and New Year's, but I have Christmas off. Like I still have yeah. that service industry mentality. And so does Brian. Like, you know, because yeah, of course, he's always on call. He worked Thanksgiving this year and I think he's working New Year's Day, but he'll have Christmas off. Like it's so strange that we're all just like still floating in this like, yeah, that's just how it is. because That's how it's been since I started working. <laughs> Well, you know, industry. and I want to be here because everyone's in now in film, TV and commercials is making up for like all this crazy lost time. Mm-hmm. Like a year ago when it was so weird and uneven, it still was busy up until about the 23rd with voice auditions and all this stuff. And um, I think Sean's going to be really busy up until about the 22nd. That's so great. here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Yay! Let's like definitely end it with a bang. Oh, good God. And we hope you guys are doing okay out there too as far as like work and working and that, you know, things are getting, at this point in the game, when this episode drops, like things should be starting to pick up with Christmas parties, holiday parties, private parties, like the shit's going to be popping. Like, yeah, I heard this past weekend, even this like, uh, or the first weekend of December, like people are like, people are fucking out there shopping, getting it done. Things are crazy. So... I think everything's in full swing at this point. Ugh, all in, right. Well, let's, indeed. Let's, uh, let's pop into some headlines. Okay. I'm here for it. Um, I love this. This is just a short and sweet little headline. Nothing too crazy. Um, but three sisters in Cleveland, Ohio, just went ahead and took their family's tradition of drinking glug. You know Ooh. what glug is. I love right? glug, glug, glubine. I love it all. We love it, love it, love it. We are Midwestern, baby. But they have um, merchandised and bottled their family's recipe of glug. Um, let me open my fox, fox8.com uh, <laughs> headline. Um, so this is in Highland Heights, and uh, it's turned into a total success stories for these three sisters. Um, so basically, like the wine recipe and Glug comes from, Glug is Swedish, right? Uh, It's like Swedish. Swedish Yeah, there's like, yes, I would say Swedish. Glug, the Glug, yeah, that is for sure. I think it's more of a Scandinavian thing, but it like also goes into Germany. That's like the Gluvine, right, Brian? I think, yeah. But I'm going to go Swedish because that's, Simon's was in the Swedish neighborhood and that's where we had it in Chicago. And and Jocelyn, when when she was a ripper on drinker, used to make some killer glue. Oh yeah, she made some great glue. And essentially, it's fortified wine. You are pouring like warming spices, mm-hmm. tawny port, or brandy mm-hmm. into mulled wine and putting all the goodies in there. Yeah. Oh, it gets your gut so nice and warm so that you can deal with lake effect blowing across <laughs> Lake Erie yeah. or across Lake Michigan. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. Uh, oh, I can like smell it right now as you're like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make some this year. I haven't done my own ever, so I'm going to do it. I feel very inspired. Um, Amazing. So basically, uh, three years ago, Whitney, Lindsay and Catherine Nidas, uh, they started selling their Christmas time glug around the holidays uh, because it did so well locally. It's become a Northeast Ohio tradition. I love. And, and the, yeah, and it's got its own twist as it's a Cleveland glug. Um, and I have a lot of fun saying glug. Uh, basically, they do their version of it, which is a tawny port, uh, 
warming spices, clove, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon sticks, and here's their twist, golden raisins. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The um, I believe that uh, Simon's would put golden raisins and they'd put slivered almonds into there. Oh. And that's what you'd, they'd float it on top. And then you'd get like a little, like a little ginger cookie to go with it. Remember? Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now I don't like fruitcake, but this almost sounds like alcoholic yummy fruitcake in a glass. Yeah. No, I in fully a way. agree with that. With the- I, I also feel like I've never had the right fruitcake. Somebody changed my mind <laughs> Somebody. on fruitcake. Somebody send me the perfect fruitcake. <laughs> <gasps> Actually, you know, you know that meme of the guy who's always sitting at the table like makes a crazy statement and says change my mind mm-hmm. like he's sitting you should do a meme like that and be like fruitcake is trash change, change my, my mind, mind. <laughs> and then p.o have- box i'm gonna need a big yeah, p.o, PO box, box. <laughs> send it my way send me all the fruitcakes oh god all right so yeah th- there's um basically yeah you can you can purchase their glug at the rustic grill at stonewater gulf and it's a 29 dollar bottle which i think is a super fair price for a homemade small business. Um, so cheers to them. Happy holidays. Uh, yeah. You know, it's called a Yuletide Cleveland Glug. Nice. I love it. So great. That's so great. Okay. So next story, Brooke, Brooke, this one's uh, for you. Thanks. Uh, Connecticut woman suing chopped restaurants after finding severed finger in salad. Chopped being a, a salad chain, you know, where you get to choose your own toppings. Uh, oh, you know, I know. Uh-huh, you know, I know. Uh-huh. Um, so this woman claims that she chomped down on a severed finger that was mixed in with her chopped salad and it belonged to the eatery manager who accidentally lopped off her hand while dicing arugula. According to this her lawsuit, whole hand? I think the tip of her finger, the tip of her oh, finger, I would assume. The fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in- sitting down to enjoy her healthy meal at Chopped Creative Salad Company. All right. When she made the grisly discovery, according to her 12 page suit filed. All right. On Monday that she was basically like sitting down to eat and she realized she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had been mixed in with it. And it made it into the salad. It was discovered that earlier in the day, the employee working at the uh, location of the restaurant was chopping arugula and chopped off or cut off a portion of her left pointer finger. Oh, my God. The unnamed employee, a manager of the eatery, was rushed to the local hospital but left the severed finger behind. With Damn a it, partially- you can put that back on. <laughs> yeah. With the partial digit ultimately finding its way into Cozy's salad and eventually into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The restaurant was later cited for a violation of, by the health department. Um, yeah, but that did a little to soothe her. And she's like, fuck you. I am traumatized and sickened and I'm going to sue you. Um, so, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot. I haven't I haven't heard of a human body part being involved into a salad. Brooke's got a really great uh, joke about, uh, you know, a, a crazy, crazy choose your own adventure salad places. And so to me, this rings very much home with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love to this woman doesn't want to come forward. She doesn't no. want to name names. Her her and her lawyer says she's fearful that publicity will exacerbate her stress and anxiety levels from chewing on a finger. Accidental she's not okay. <laughs> yeah, accidental she's not okay, ca- folks. Accidental cannibal. Just an accidental cannibal out there. <laughs> Oh man, what a great happy holidays! Guys. I know. I was gonna say. <laughs> Should we pop in now to the part two 
for flight attendants? Yes, because y'all, this might be a little bit shorter one because we have no server submitted stories to share, but it's okay. We'll get through it. Um, I right, love this voice. I think you should always do the podcast in that voice from now on. Yeah, it's the one my niece uses to make fun of me. I think it's um, like your if you were trying to do like a Marilyn Monroe impression, like that's what I think it would sound like. That's how it would oh come no. out of your body. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. President. It's nothing like Marilyn Monroe. If what Brooke is wrong was, with you? If was an actress in the 1950s, that's how she would speak. <laughs> What do you feel? Is it too? I'm a sky waitress. Um, I feel like I'm doing like an impression of Henry Zabrowski impersonating a woman. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, Henry. We love you. We know you listen. Okay. So here's part two. This is part of the episode where it gets about as juicy as biting into a finger in a salad. Oh, boy. Um, but let's talk about it, right? Flight attendants, they are just like us servers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And just like we had an entire um, episode about like substitutions and weird requests, you best believe this 100% happens to flight attendants as well. Um, let's open this article from Travel and Leisure and mm-hmm, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This is the 10 weirdest requests flight attendants have ever gotten on planes number one a parachute all right so one of the craziest requests i received was a passenger who asked for a parachute mid-flight in case of emergency oh boy of course these requests are impossible to fulfill but what can i do except for trying to make the flight as comfortable as possible and just giving out freebies you know what Uh, i can't get you a parachute but i can get you a free bag of a little pringles can how's that i I think I'd be like, I don't have a parachute, but here are five Jack Daniels tiny yeah. bottles. I could be like, so, I don't have a parachute, but I have a pair of shoes because they have the little slippers, complimentary slippers sometimes on the plane. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, this uh, retired flight attendant with 22 years of flying in the air under her belt um, she had a famous passenger, probably up in the first class, uh, and by the name of Gary Coleman, just politely asked if uh, she could deep fry his chicken that was served to him. Um, he, and, he, and, and he'd like it extra crispy. And she was, you know, did, you know, so sad to inform him, we don't uh, have a deep fryer on the airplane. <laughs> so she had to say no to Gary Coleman. <laughs> I mean, oh, this one's oh, this, this one's one? great. This one, this one is a request for uh, you know, it's not uncommon for passengers to ask for water, but this particular request was unusual. A cadet, a cadet from the Air Force Academy walked on board with a falcon on her arm, <laughs> the school's mascot. All right, that doesn't sound like any sort of uh, security animal, by the way. Um, and asked if the falcon could get a cup of water. <laughs> That's when you're like, oh, these so these emotional support animals are getting out of control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's the other thing, too, that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, flight attendants, for sure, while you are on the flight, they do things like make sure uh, that passengers who have a really, really short time to connect are allowed to, like, get off the plane first. They are really good at making sure you know, you know, where your carousel baggage claim is. They, they do a lot of helping and directing. But mm-hmm. there's only so much that they have knowledge of and can do. 
Um, so, and basically once you're off the plane, their work is done. Like, bye-bye. Get out yeah, of here. Bye, you know? Bye-bye. We know the sketch. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, a family once requested that this flight attendant organize transportation to their final hotel destination. Um, and she was like, yeah, uh, I don't know if you, like, there's no, like, phones there's no nothing also i'm not your personal assistant i'm a flight attendant so y'all get it together i don't think anyone who listens to this podcast would ever do such a fucking thing no 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 but this totally but, reminds me of like when someone calls your business specifically at restaurants and they like they have the wrong place or like they're trying mm-hmm. to get hold of another place and then you're like no this is the wrong place and they're like well do you have the number to that place and i'm like the fuck are you talking about? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Number. No, the answer is no. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, all right. So one of the most common requests for is is for additional food and drinks, often more than what is offered on the plane. This does not include asking for extra snacks or drinks, but requests for totally different meals or requests to make a special order the airline doesn't even provide. Um, yeah, like like deep frying your chicken. Yeah, absolutely. One time a passenger asked if they could if they could make if they could make them a sushi burrito. <laughs> I mean, first of all, no. Okay, all, I have seen these. I have seen these. I have the tried sushi them burritos. Little, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Like so. So beyond. So beyond knocking the sushi burrito. Also, what the fuck are you asking for? Yeah, for sure. I agree. I. I. I have stayed clear of the sushi burrito because I've been like, I think it's gonna ruin my love of sushi. Like, yes, you'd have to like wolf down this like huge sushi roll. Just, it sounds terrible. And it's, especially you shouldn't be having any sort of sushi no. being made on a plate, unless you're like no, a Japanese no. airline, which I'm sure provides something like that. And I'm sure it's delightful. <laughs> yes. If you're on spirit airlines, cut it out with the sushi. Burrito. <laughs> they don't, they, they have cup of soup. That's what they offer. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. And it costs $5 for cup of soup with the hot toilet water poured on top. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's crazy. This one, um, this flight attendant goes on to say, one of the weirdest requests I ever got was from a family who requested I bring them a live cat and a bag of live mice for their daughter. What? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to this. I, you know, the flight attendant was obviously unable to meet their request. Now, now, granted, we talked about the Mater D. Like, if you were a Mater D, uh-huh. you could get that cat and those live uh-huh. mice but this yeah, is a flight attendant totally people. absolutely if you're really trying to make someone's day yeah for sure and you really want to yes chef it you know if you're you yes chef, the house now the concierge get, yeah you want to get yes. that chicago pizza for someone who's never had it you know when they're in town that's one thing but oh my god okay so this next one one of the craziest things that uh this person had a request on from a passenger is from a flight vancouver to toronto the passenger had a pet snake snakes on a plane here we go here and we an aqu- go. in an aquarium okay and asked if he could bring it on the flight as his carry-on. Oh, Lord almighty. Um, obviously, this was a surprise to all involved. And we had to take a few extra steps to ensure the pet would be allowed on the flight. After consulting with the captain, we allowed the pet on board. But we had to move other passengers to, to different seats to accommodate the tank. See now, how nice are they? That's a really nice flight attendant and crew. 
And they're not only are they trying to help this person who loves their little reptilian pet, um, yeah. but they also realize that whoever was supposed to be sitting next to this person shouldn't have to sit next to a fucking snake yeah, in especially aquarium. Especially when there's a whole movie called Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is incredible. And listen, like I said, people in the in this you know flight service industry, they really do try and make your flight enjoyable. They will try and accommodate what they can mm-hmm. up to a point. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the point. I think mm-hmm. this is the line. They did mm-hmm. this, and let's not cross the line beyond having to sit next to a snake on a plane. Um, how about finally? I I mentioned this last ridiculous request. Uh, flight attendants have been asked rain, a range of colorful questions like, can the noise of the aircraft be lower? <laughs> Could you seat me to, next to uh, uh, an area that is not so loud? Thank you so much. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, I can't sleep. This plane hurtling through the air at 500 miles per hour is awfully loud. You know, it's like, oh my God, it's called earplugs. It's called put on the headphones and watch a movie. You are on a plane. Um, that reminds me of of people who like I know this is a little different, but just immediately have to turn down the lights, turn up, or turn up the lights, mm-hmm. turn down the music, mm-hmm. and put the heat on because they need it the restaurant to be just like they like it at home. Oh yeah, absolutely, no ambiance for them uh, yeah. at all. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So um, obviously, uh, you know, Aside from the crazy requests, uh, there's also like, say you work in a nightclub, say you work in a bar, say you work in a restaurant. There's a lot of bad behavior oh, on planes, yes. Oh, yes. especially overnighters. Um, people are fucking in the bathroom, people. They're, they're, they're going to be, you know, doing all sorts of wild, like this shouldn't be behavior that's witnessed outside of your own home, but you're on a plane and you're being a monster. So um, <laughs> let's, we have never ever quoted or sourced a Cosmopolitan yeah. article on the podcast. Yeah, Cosmopolitan, you guys need to stuff it up with server life. <laughs> yes, fuck yeah, Cosmo. Um, let's These these will serve as our server-submitted stories for this episode, because these are real accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to start with one, Andrea? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with this one that says, uh, there was a woman who got angry at me because, she, because we didn't serve her drinks fast enough. Um, after she had her drink, she threw up in the empty cup. Oh, she threw the empty cup at me, which hit me in the nose. Then she broke Jesus. down and said she didn't understand why I had to be so mean to her because I didn't serve her drink fast enough. She said something along the lines of, you have no idea who I am. 
So my partner and I were like, who are you? And she just goes, I'm a dancer. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. You're the dancer? That the, the I'm the dancer. The dancer. Mm-hmm. No, she, no, no. She wasn't even the dancer. She's a, a dancer. A dancer? <laughs> um, okay. Like, uh, like, like one of the reindeers? <laughs> I, I thought you could already fight. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is something that we've all seen in the um, fucking early hour morning uh, late night clubs. So here we go. I had a passenger that was already pretty drunk when he boarded the plane, maybe five or six hours into the San Francisco to Sydney flight. I've done it. It sucks. Oof. But this guy comes to the back of the plane, even though we have a lot of bathrooms on this flight. He just starts peeing into the trash bag that's mm. hanging on the door. So we stopped him midstream and uh, brought him back to his seat. That's when we saw he had an open bottle of duty-free alcohol, and we realized he must have been getting more drunk during the flight. Rest of the flight, we were basically force-feeding him food, water, and trying to get him to go bye-bye and go to sleep. Um, As for the bag of pee, we put it in a hazmat bag and locked it in one of the bathrooms for the rest of the flight. Oh, my God. Okay, we all know that person who's, like, blackout drunk and will just pee anywhere. Like, and it's usually usually dudes because... It takes me back to the David Crabb story where people would stand at the bar with their dick against the bar and pretend they were going to order, but they were actually just pissing on the that bar. That is fucking insanity. Oh my God. All these stories are so triggering. Okay, here we go. I saw a couple go into a bathroom together and at some point the girlfriend came back to her seat and was freaking out and crying. I asked if she was okay and she said her boyfriend was still in the bathroom, but nothing she said was making sense. We got our boyfriend back to their seat, but a little later they were back at it again and we could hear them having sex. The line started forming, so we needed to get them out of there. And when they opened the door, we asked them if they had taken anything. And it turns out they were both on ecstasy. What God. the fuck? On a like, plane? What are you doing? Like, is that like your form of experimentation as a couple? Like, just be fucking have, dude. Take an ambient like everybody. Well, or not. I don't. They, those make you act crazy, too. And like, just take a Zanny if you need to sleep, but don't take Molly or ecstasy. I know. And, you know, we might touch on one of these, you know, there's a story in here too about, you know, you unfortunately do have the people who are drinking and taking Ambien and then they get up and start wandering around. Yeah, they get a little wacky weirdy. Yeah, for sure. It's weird. This one I'm all about. Okay. There was a lady in business class wearing a skirt suit and she fell asleep in her seat. The more she slouched, the higher her skirt went, and she wasn't wearing underwear. <laughs> her vagina was in full view. Wow. So, <laughs> so I got a blanket and discreetly put it on her lap. She woke up and looked at me like I was crazy. I walked away so I didn't see her face when she realized her entire vagina was out. Ugh. Damn. Ugh. Don't, like, like, note to self, if you're going to wear a skirt on a plane... It's all about that long skirt, baby. It's so comfy. The short skirt's gonna, it's 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 gonna come back to haunt you unless you're wearing bike shorts under Like also wear underwear on a plane. Like yeah, 
it. Rule number one. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I feel like everything. Everybody just wasted on all these planes too. So there is one here that's like. Um, oh, see, this one's also disgusting. People are disgusting. So I was on a flight from San Francisco to Tel Aviv, and it was the middle of the night. And a woman came to tell me that when she woke up, the young adult male next to her was masturbating under a blanket. We went back to the seat and saw what was happening. He actually finished into the blanket, which we threw <gasps> away in a hazmat. So many, so much hazmats happening oh, so on planes. Much. To make things worse, he was also sitting next to his mom. Oh boy. Brian, Brian's jaw just dropped. We, Brian's like, been there. Uh, we woke up. We woke her up. And she scolded him and apologized to us. She didn't want him to get into any trouble. How old is this kid? He's just like, I'm sweaty and young, and that's just what I do. I, I can't yeah. even sit next to a woman. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yowzers. Yowzers, I mean, indeed. The- like the middle of the night when everyone is super duper passed out on an overnight flight, like there's one thing you're allowed to do, right? In my opinion. And that is just let the farts out. Just let the farts out. That is what is allowed to come out of your body. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, hopefully you don't get, and look, the, being in the, a plane too can cause you to be gassier because of the, you know, that's just science. Especially if you're eating something that can like cause more gas, you're going to get more gas just because of the elevation but like I, I just don't like being behind people who fart the whole time. And airplane farts like smell so specific. Have you noticed? Like they kind of all smell exactly hmm. the same. It's a very specific. It could maybe it's the jet fuel mixed in with the lingering fart smell. I really, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys it's, know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's distressing. I don't know what happens up there in the air. Uh, I'll end on this final one. Very seasonal, very appropriate. So a grown man dressed as an elf walked onto the aircraft and showed us his boarding pass like everything was normal. He was a tall man, probably in his 60s or 80s. Uh, He was very drunk. Uh, He wasn't being offensive to anyone. We just weren't going to serve him any more alcohol. We couldn't ask him to leave the plane because he wasn't doing anything wrong. But the other passengers were kind of looking at us for reactions. I mean, I could barely look at him without laughing. He was just (laughs) sitting in the end seat dressed as an elf. While everyone was dressed normally, it wasn't even that close to Christmas. I think it was October. That's amazing. What a fun social experiment, however that went down. I don't like, I can't, look, I know I've talked uh, at nauseum about like, you know, my favorite like uh, route down layover Denver, um, you know, delight of a restaurant yes. to eat at, which is mm-hmm. so great. But the reason why like I love it there is because like I have a layover and then I get on a flight and it takes like an hour and 15 minutes to get to Omaha. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I know that if I'm going to have a like a couple drinks, I'm only going to be on a plane for like an hour and a half tops. Right. Yes. I cannot yes. get drunk on planes. I do not enjoy it. It's terrible for your body, you know, and and I do. I mean, have, how drunk have you gotten on a plane, Brooke? Um, not nothing more than like trying to just kind of put myself out yeah you give know? yourself a little relaxation yeah right and I mean like if it's a really long flight I've probably over the course of the flight have had like five drinks but you know they're like little baby drinks yeah and but the problem as you know suddenly you land mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my god now I have to get on the fucking LA exit bus help and then try not to get 
sick in an Uber <laughs> going across California and you feel like shit. So yeah. it's like. I know. It's, it's like, really not worth it, I think. I you got to time it. I think the most tanked I ever got was that, like, Brian and I had, like, a big delay once in Baltimore. We were, like, going back. Remember we had that big delay? And we ended up at, like, the Flying Dog Brewery. And we got, like, we got pretty tanked. Like, it's the one where you're just, like, I don't know, the bathroom's just outside. So you, then you, like, leave the airport bar and you go to the bathroom and, like, all of a sudden you're, like, oh, right, I'm in an airport, you know? Yeah. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, no. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, well, do you want to jump into some of the job hazards? Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously, we just talked about, like, terrible customers. Right. Bad behavior um and you know and then obviously it gets a little more real and possibly even dangerous or scary um either on the job or there can be a lot of mental health effects and burnout that happens to flight attendants just like it happens to people in the service industry um so this was a really actually awesome uh article from cnn travel um so and this is like specifically talking to people in the profession ever since covid hit Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad. It's anyway. So working as a flight attendant might sound like a dream job, but in a post pandemic aviation landscape defined by delays, lost luggage, staffing issues and disruptive passengers, the dream is dying for some people. Um, so basically, you know, we are past the obligatory wearing of face masks, which, as we know, caused violence right. and childlike behavior from stupid fucking passengers. Right. Personal um, freedom, blah, 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 oh blah. God. I can't breathe with the mask. Anyways, uh, so basically since 2020, we know, and we've reported uh, on this during the pandemic. We've absolutely talked about these stats, either in headlines or server-submitted stories, stuff like that. But basically the incidents um, with airline passengers being violent and disruptive with their behavior or actually enacting violence, which we saw, like flight attendants getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. being tackled, like... Um, basically the U S flight attendant, um, named Rich Henderson, who's been flying for a decade says that during the pandemic, the whole experience of flying shifted the whole environment and the energy in the, um, in the environment shifted. She says, I always tell people that when COVID happened, all of the fun parts of being a flight attendant, all of the satisfying, exciting parts of being a flight attendant were stripped from the job, which is fucking sad. Yeah, Um, it is really sad. So, and a lot of it too, Andrew was mentioning this before, um, flight attendants right now, you know, as we know, it's been hard to keep it staffed. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there were less flights now suddenly flights have returned to normal Mm -hmm. and they don't have enough, you know, for the people who were abused and quit, they're having trouble restaffing. I mean, they're adding more Southwest is going to start doing, uh, red eyes. I just read. Oh, well, well, well. Mm-hmm. So you can do your potato sack race down the aisle to get the seat you want. Uh, uh, at midnight. Yeah. At midnight. Um, so, you know, I I compare this to, you know, servers who do doubles, get overworked, do like three people's jobs. Flight attendants right now are really overworked and not compensated for it. Like Andrea said, until that, you know, that door closes mm-hmm. and the flight takes off, they are not being paid, you know, and so they don't want a delay any more than you do. Um, and, you know, people have like, first of all, have you ever been like these fuckers are getting paid and I'm I'm late for my thing? Like, I've never been like, oh, yeah, like they're getting paid for it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we all have to remember, like, we're all fucking in this together. So everybody just shut the fuck up and just yeah. like make it easy, you know? Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. And so it's like they get paid from turning on the engine until it's turned off. Um, Few airlines have an exception to the rule, but generally this is what happens. So then you might be delayed like a motherfucker, not paid for it, and then have a really, really brutal turnaround time, which is another huge complaint. You may have been in the air for 17 hours, exhausted, and you have to be back uh, like four hours later to Jeez. do another cross-country haul. Jeez. Um, so, and then obviously we're talking about the physical danger when customers get violent. Um, so basically this one flight attendant, the same person who's been quoted, who's not having a very nice yeah. time right now, Mr. Henderson yeah. here. So he says, there was a day that I clocked in at 17 hours and one minute, which ended then with a hostile passenger interaction. I had a passenger throw a cup at me. Sounds like from the Cosmo article. Uh They told me I was worthless and that I was horrible at my job. Anyways, I felt super, super dehumanized. Um, So the IATA, which is the International Air Transport Association, has reported an increasing frequency and severity of disruptive passenger incidents. So um, there was one unruly incident reported for every 568 flights in 2022, um, up from one per 835 flights in 2021. So that's a big jump. That's huge. Um, Major. So the problem so omnipresent that there is now an entire conference dedicated to trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in the air and how to deal with this like increase in frequency of unruly airline passengers. Um, So the conference has gathered legal experts, academics, officials, and flight attendants to all get in a big round table to discuss what they call the scourge of unruly passenger behavior. Jesus. I know. It's crazy. And so then, you know, what you do have, which is completely fair, you do end up with flight attendants who uh, lean on substance abuse to Mm -hmm. get through it, Mm -hmm. or they have mental dips in their mental health. Because we, you know, because Andrea mentioned before that if you're in the air a lot, that your bones turn to glass. Mm -hmm. And, um, Yeah, yeah. So you so so you know you might be leaning on the opioids. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. conspiracy. Th- no, but w- so what happens is you have such weird schedules and weird hours that suddenly you're like, as a flight attendant, you're like, fuck, I gotta knock myself out. And so they're just as crazy sometimes as the passengers by using alcohol and Ambien mm-hmm. to um you know kind of regulate their weird sleeping hours. Um, have we all seen the flight attendant? She loved her vodka. Oh yeah, she sure. Kaylee Cuoco. But you know, but also like if like like we had an episode, you know, a few months ago about burnout. And this is something that I could see happening so much easier to a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And- I mean, because I just feel like you're like in a, you're, you're basically time traveling. Yes, it's so disorienting. Um, some flights could be really fun. And like you said, some flights can be brutal. And then someone throws a cup in your face and tells you you're a piece of shit. Like, that that's not good for morale. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, something really cool that has come out of it, though, is there um, basically is a Facebook group and now a tech support system. Um, let me look at what it's called. So it's a nonprofit called The Therapy. Isn't that kind of clever? Like T-H-A-I-R-A-P, like the Arabi. 
mm-hmm. therapy, mm-hmm. which provides uh, support and advice for flight attendants who are struggling with their overall mental health and well-being. Um, so you could join the group uh, on Facebook as early as 2018. So you can imagine that the numbers have skyrocketed with people who are losing their minds mm-hmm. and having a lot of um, burnout. So basically, like I said, during the pandemic, the group's numbered ballooned um, and there was a huge need for mental health advocacy within aviation. Mm. Um, so they do offer emergency system assistance funds and a 24-7 peer-to-peer text line, which is really, really cool. So the, the text line, which I think exists on WhatsApp, um, came about in 2021. Within the first six months, we had over 10,000 text message exchanges between volunteers and texters, which are flight flight attendants. Wow. Um, I know, I know. They're getting messages from all over the world, anywhere there's a flight attendant, we have gotten a message for them saying, I just need to talk to somebody and I need support. Um, so basically what they're trying to do right now is really, really push for people to look at their work-life balance, get the mental health help they need. Maybe they need to walk away from the job per- permanently or maybe they need a refresh and then they can come back after their burnout subsides. Interesting. Because um, they don't have control over their schedules, really. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Okay. So I just found this article and I'm, again, I don't want to sound like Ooh, I do, not to, but do, it just, it's do, basically do, saying do, because do. you're like your loss of sleep and your loss of time, that is what can affect your bone mass, like, in, and then lead to osteoporosis. So it's, it's, it's more, it's more like a link between sleep deprivation and, you know, than anything so you're basically like yeah so that is what i was more getting at but you know oh, and I, I, again i think that's why like you're uh, have to retire earlier you know it's also probably the stress of the job too on many levels i'm pretty sure the same air traffic controllers absolutely have to retire earlier like because after a certain time your heart your the, the chances of you having a heart attack are going to go up you know <laughs> oh my god well i i hear that and yes see andrew was right bones of glass um so <laughs> So I just couldn't help but like read some of this stuff and just feel that being a flight attendant is so similar to being a server Mm -hmm. or a hotel worker. Mm -hmm. It makes us all trauma bonded no matter where in the world we do our job. Mm -hmm. It's like we are subject to and I wrote this myself. This is not from an article. We are subject to the subjected to the annoyingly predictable human behavior of customers. Um, And that's why there are really, really fun like outlets for this, the way that we have, you know, like server rant or restaurantism or all these fun Instagram groups. Um, Passenger shaming on Instagram is so great. And there's another one called uh, two guys on a plane. And these are the things where flight attendants around the world basically are like, fuck yeah, this meme is my life. One million likes. And there's a lot of humor and levity. Um, and a lot of uh, flight attendants getting the clap back because they have to be very polite on the job. So they deserve a place to uh, vent. Um, but I thought in the spirit of holiday uh, travel and, you know, just the holidays in general, let's end on this note. How can you as a, you know, a person who's traveling take care of your flight attendants? And we, uh, we mentioned this before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can return their greeting, which, you know, if they say hi to you, say hi back. I am front and center for that. I'm like ready. If I, when I'm in that line stepping on that plane, I'm ready to say good morning, good afternoon. Yep. How are you today? You they know? don't even have to say it first. Nope. I'm like, hi. Oh, I'm, I'm, for, you know, I'm first. I'm always yeah. first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So y'all like, you know, and I understand sometimes people are nervous flyers, but um, 
don't be afraid to maybe even let your flight attendant know that you're nervous. They might go out of their way for you. Like they are here to help you, especially if you're not being an annoying turd. Mm-hmm. They can be really indispensable and wonderful, wonderful, you know, like soothing babies, like helping people who are scared. Like we've seen the heartwarming, you know, headlines. Um, so another thing you can do, I do not know why people don't get this. Time your potty breaks. Like there's there's the person who I swear to God, their bladder is triggered the minute they hear the brakes come off that beverage mm-hmm. cart. And they're like, I got to get up and use the bathroom now. And like make the flight attendant roll the whole damn thing all the way back to the galley. So, you know, and, and it's also like sometimes you're like, no, sit the fuck down. <laughs> I personally feel like I wait for the last possible moment. I might even be doing damage to my body the moment I hold my urine <laughs> on a plane because I just find the whole <laughs> the whole experience quite tedious in general. You know what I mean? Like, but yes, agreed. I'm, I was trying to make it when it's like no one's around, no one's in line that I make my move. I love borderline running down that aisle when you're like, (laughs) everyone's asleep. I'm not like, I can't get into that dance. I hate it so much, but all right. What else can you do, Andrea? Uh, You can pass it on um, with your magazines or newspapers. If you're done with it, you can leave it for someone else. Um, Even if you do the crossword puzzle in the back of the People magazine, making it so you are not able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's a cool one that I never thought. Like if you already ripped through your magazine over the flight, like they need stuff to entertain themselves as much as you do and don't get a chance to go run into the fucking, you know, terminal and go get a bunch of stuff. So like when like to me, I was like, oh, next time I do that, I love that. Be like, you guys want some trash mags? And they'd be like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I I actually like remember the amount of times I've gone back to like use the restroom and I definitely have seen flight attendants like chilling out, like flipping through magazines in the back. Absolutely. Just like, you know, like cramped up amongst the stacks of juice boxes, which is usually what you see, right? It's like, I feel like when you go back to the galley, it's just like them huddled in there and there's just like boxes of high stacked beverages all around them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So another thing you can do to, and this is a no brainer, um, pay attention or at least give a little bit of a sense that you're paying attention. I think, you know, for me, I do try and spring for exit row. So you have to. And mm-hmm. I and I think because I do that, I just try and pay attention. Mm-hmm. If I'm within eye contact, I try to be polite and look their way. Mm-hmm. And have you ever realized sometimes that I'm like, I've heard this spiel about safety so many times that I could say it myself, but I actually don't know what the fuck is happening. And if we got in a situation, I guarantee I wouldn't remember the directions. I think that you blow can, up your you can use if it doesn't inflate on its yeah, own you can use the tube put it on yourself first and then help your kid um for sure um another one is bear gifts so package treats um gift cards even ink pens and this also comes um i read an article and i think we've talked about it before but tipping flight attendants is generally shunned and you mm-hmm. shouldn't do it and i think a lot of it um hails back to um the again um over sexualizing of women um and if you're tipping them you're giving them an excuse to treat them like garbage right yeah so you're incentivizing bad behavior by that um package treats for sure if it's homemade they won't eat it for sure it needs to be sealed you don't know Um, yeah exactly gift cards bitch everybody loves a starbucks card even even i don't even enjoy starbucks but i have gotten starbucks card and i use the shit out of them you know what i mean yeah the thing is when you you are flying everything becomes the most coveted commodity yeah like things that in your normal <laughs> life you'd be like i don't want that shit like you're in there 
You're like, yeah, I want that. You're shit. like, I'm going to eat that. this tiny bag of pretzels one teeny bite at a time. Um, yes. Yes. Exactly. Make them last. <laughs> all right. So, guys, the call button. All right. You're not in first class. They are really not at your beck and call unless mm-hmm. you're in first class. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like it's kind of for emergencies. Like if you're really, truly having a problem, it's not because you want another drink. You can get your ass up out of your seat. I do this all the time. If I want another one, I go to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm up there. Sometimes they'll give it to you right there and they don't even have to come to you. Like, do not be hitting that button to get service. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, you're not in one of those Irish snugs where you turn on the light bulb so that the server comes to know, you know, knows to come and like, you know, get you a refill or whatever. So just like, be careful with that button. I love this one. That's like, know your drink. I've like actually never sat next to anybody who's been like, um, let me look. Where's the pull out menu? What do you guys have again? Like, I have you never. Yeah. Have you met Sean? Oh, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> not that version. <laughs> he just like, he's just unsure. <laughs> is and it then, more like, that he, an... is it more that he has to make a decision on something? He, yes. He panics okay. and he goes blank. And then um, also like uh, he, he's a whisperer. Ah, so like, what? Uh-huh. You know, so it's, it's a whole And then he goes um, a little more inward and can't. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Panics. Okay. That's totally totally panics and goes inward. Look, I, I usually, I'm usually a no drinker or like a, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and, and I don't know. Any airlines that have Pepsi, it's like all Coke, right? Someone gave us Pepsi recently, and it had to have been Delta because we don't fly really outside of that. Huh. Maybe they have both, we but I don't know. I just feel like it's always a Coke world. But yeah, or yeah. like they were out of it, and they're like, "Is Pepsi okay?" And I was like, "Oh, oh I guess. guess so." <laughs> I'll take a can I just get a Diet Sprite, thank you. <laughs> I'll just take a Mister Pibbs. I don't um, know. I go. I've been going full sugar on planes lately. It's been good. You know, it's yummy. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Um, okay, guys, this goes without saying for like anyone ever, but especially do not poke, tap, or tug on the sleeve of a flight. Yeah, attendant. no touching. Uh-uh. Hands to yourselves. Mm-hmm. This will get you zip tied to your chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mind your fucking manners, also. Like, please. Yep. Thank you. You know, these people, like, just be, just be the nicest version of yourself. Come yeah. on, guys. And, and to add on to that, smiling just really does go a long way. Yeah. Just smile. Nod your head. Take a nap. Don't make any trouble. Don't stir. That's what I try and do. And then when you walk off that plane, say thank you again. Say Absolutely. everybody have Happy a great holidays. day. Mm-hmm. Thank you for getting us here safely. Mm-hmm. This was enjoyable. You know, whatever. I, I love to compliment anyone who goes above and beyond. And I know. Um, I also pride myself on manners. I hate to say it, but I'm yes. like, I am a fucking awesome. And I'm going to. Yeah, for sure. And, I am polite. And I'm also just so don't stand up in the middle. Yeah. that's. I mean, I could go on, but that's just me. Um, right. I this don't know. is about the job, not our fellow passengers who make us want to kill ourselves. Absolutely. Anyways. But I don't know. I think that we've done a pretty good job, like breaking her down. I think we covered a lot and I'm glad we finally did. Hooray for flight attendants. Thank you we- for your service. We did it. And uh, I'm excited to see if we get any feedback or other areas yeah. that someone didn't think to mention because we'll we'll circle back, you know? Absolutely. 
Well, guys, we did it once did again. It. Yeah, um, that's it. You guys, server submitted stories. It's the holiday season. Uh, other on top of flight stories that maybe like you know you might have to send to us. Any fun holiday server submitted stories are always welcome. Cyberpod at gmail.com. Brooke. Other than that, you know that we say what what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed and good tips. Happy traveling, guys. Behave out there.